What's going on, it's your boy Nick's Man to be here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast, where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on today's episode, I have a woman who is from the great state of New Jersey, just like myself. Although I'm, yeah, although I'm down in the Philly, you know, South Jersey area, she's a little up north, but it's all New Jersey. And we're gonna talk to her today. She's adult cam model. She's done adult film work. I mean. Everything in the adult business, she's got her hands and other body parts involved in it. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we want to talk to her now, Aria Cade. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm in northern New Jersey where it's Taylor Ham, not pork roll, okay? Yes, we did. <laughs> we had this discussion off air. And, um, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, at least you have it, you know? Because you go other parts of the country and they look at you like... You know, you go down, down yeah, you go down yeah. south. I was telling you, you, went down south, and I was asking for Scrapple, and they're scrapple, looking at, yeah, yep. they're like, what? And then, like, you explain to them what Scrapple is, and then they're even more freaked the fuck out. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Of course, of uh, course. On this hot, steamy day here. I mean, it's oh like, oh my gosh, it's, it's everyone yeah. keeps joking around. You know, I got a lot of my fans. Uh, DMing me on uh, OnlyFans and everything. They're like, oh, you know, how is it in New Jersey? It's probably not that bad. And I'm like, what people don't realize is New Jersey is technically considered a tropical state because in order to be considered tropical, you have to have sustained temperatures over like 85 degrees. And our summers are 90s, 100s, and humid. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and we're also known as the armpit of America. So if you've been in anybody's armpit, you can tell oh, it's hot, yeah. steamy. It's, and... and that bothers the heck out of me because <laughs> all anybody see, you know, everybody thinks about, you know, New Jersey. They're like, oh, yeah, I've been to, like, Newark Airport. I'm like, that's great. But we're called a garden state for a reason there, bud. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the same goes for me. I tell people I live in South Jersey, and automatically they assume the shore. Yeah, Jersey Shore. Yeah, the Jersey Shore, you know. And, <laughs> and, and if you say, like, you're from New Jersey and not say South, people think New York. Like, it's just yeah. so weird. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's so – I just tell people, they're like, where are you from? I'm like, Philly. You know, because yeah, I'm literally – Everyone thinks, you know, Jersey Shore, but no, none of them, uh, you know, really are from the Jersey Shore besides uh, Sammy Sweetheart, I think. And then when anyone asks, like, oh, yeah, Jersey Shore. And I'm like, no, it's not the Jersey Shore. And by the <laughs> way, I'm more like New Jersey Housewives. If you watch that show, that's the area I'm more from, you know. <laughs> like, there you go. I don't even want to associate myself with the Jersey Shore crew anyway. Yeah, so, you know, know, so if I alienated any listeners there, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Don't really care, you know. Was never a big Jersey Shore fan, but, yeah. you know. But anyway, I mean, we got you on, and like I said, we mentioned you're from New Jersey, but I also mentioned that you're an adult entertainer. And yes, the I cool, And the cool thing about it is, is like, you're still relatively new into the business, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, I started at, like, New Jersey Exotica for, like, two, I want to say, like, two years ago, two and a half. It might even be three, but honestly, 2020 doesn't even count because we were shut down. You know, really for an entire year, which kind of stinks because you you lose a year as you're trying to think like, oh, what year is this? Where, you know, when did I start? All that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, you know, fairly new. I started just doing my own content. Um, the OG Richard Mann um, kind of brought me in, taught me about shooting content. And then, you know, recently, you know, once they reopened everything after lockdowns, I said, you know what? You only live once screw it, let's go. And I was hopping on a plane and flying out to Vegas and LA uh, every month for the past year. So this this July right now, this month of July is the first time that I've not traveled 
in the last year. Um, so I've been traveling at least once or twice a month out to Vegas and LA. So I said, okay, let me take a breather this month and then I'll get back at it. <laughs> well, one of the cool things that I did by doing research, and I always tell people, I said, that's the great thing about doing this podcast is the research means we get to watch endless hours of content of yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, we do have to find the real, you know, the real stuff too. And so, I mean, you've been in it for, like I said, a little over two years, whatever. And you, you take that one year out that everybody cancels and the one year cancel is only good if you know birthdays come around you can always say you're you're younger you yeah know? Exactly. so it's like yeah either I, way i'm over 30 so it doesn't really yeah. count anyway <laughs> <laughs> well life starts at 30 they say yeah. you know oh, so yeah. i mean women peak in their 30s okay yes exactly but kind of tell everybody growing up in new jersey because when you think of adult entertainers everybody thinks of like miami florida california mm. you know yeah. vegas. vegas you yeah. hear these random like midwestern girls that are just you know like go off the grid and then you know they become like yeah, these... they end up yeah of yeah course. but you don't yeah. hear at least i don't know a whole lot of adult film stars that came out of new jersey who are still kind of based in new jersey so yeah there really aren't too many especially because it gets so expensive with traveling and everything too you know so what is what was it like being in new jersey growing up you know wanting to get into this business so um you know there's no crazy backstory everyone thinks that if you're in porn you have to come from a broken home you have to come you know dealing with you know, addiction, uh, maybe your parents were overly sexual or the opposite. You're in church every day. You're not allowed to be sexual. I honestly grew up pretty great life. Um, you know, born and raised in a great town, great family, close knit. I uh, went to a D one college was a D one athlete. Um, graduated from an Ivy League, you know, Ivy League degree, the whole nine. And then I met my husband and... And he was the one that corrupted and, you. And honestly, it's not like Aria was ever a prude, right? Well, <laughs> well that's what I want to get at because know, I you know, looked it up, is, you know? I feel like a lot of people don't really tap into their... I call myself the greediest slut because I just love being a greedy slut. A lot of people have different words you know some girls in the industry like, might like to be called a whore or whatever it may be me I like slut because if a girl is telling their guy oh my god she's such a slut the first thing that guy is thinking is fuck she's a slut what is she gonna do that my girl's not gonna do or you know all that stuff and I want to be that girl you know that you think of and you know back in the day in college and everything I was the kind of girl that was like all right let's just bang let's have some fun okay bye thanks so much um, I had coaches warning their new recruits not to get involved with Aria because Aria is a man eater and you're going to fall in love and it's going to fuck with your game. <laughs> um, I was the kind of girl that halfway through the night, you know, my girlfriends would turn around and be like, oh, where's Aria? And they're like, ah, she'll be back in 30 minutes. And boop, I'd be back in 30 minutes because I'd find a guy at the bar, hunt him down, be like, hey, come here, let's go bang in the parking lot real quick or I'll give you a blowy in the bathroom. And then I'd come back out and and join the crew. Um, but when my husband and I met the first time that we ever had sex, I grabbed his hand and put it on my throat and I'm like, ah, oh, that's not normally something you do <laughs> you know, right off the bat. A lot of times because I feel like I've had exes or whatever that shamed me for wanting a little, you know, bit of the, the choking, the consensual choking and, you know, ass smacking and all that stuff. And it's hard because as I'm, as an individual, you're taught not to hit people, not to hurt people or whatever. So 
it's a fine line between understanding passion and play versus, you know, anger and all that stuff. So my husband and I realized that, yes, we were both kinky people, if you will. Um, we started posting our stuff for fun, amateur, just playing around, nothing crazy, nothing produced, that horrible amateur, <laughs> you know, shaky stuff. Um, and then Richard Mann actually found me and was like, hey, would you be interested in getting in to the adult industry? And I'm like, hmm, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So I talked to my husband, Chris, about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's totally do it. And then right as we were thinking about getting into the industry, uh, we got pregnant back to back with our two kids. So we had to obviously put that on hold for a little bit. And then after I had our second, uh, Mama got snipped because we like to practice a lot. And <laughs> uh, and then I jumped into it. And Richard Mann kind of taught me everything from the idea of making sure you have your paperwork. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, yes, we sign release forms. We sign consent forms um, for any scene that we do, we have to be tested. We have right now we're COVID tested 24 hours to be on set, you know? Um, so little things that you don't really realize behind the scenes, Richard Mann was the one that kind of taught me. So New Jersey exotica, like two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, he's like, okay, let's, you know, we'll meet, we'll shoot. I said, okay, the first, so that was my first real shooting day. I shot four scenes that day before I went on the expo floor. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess what I'm thinking and what I'm, I know a lot of other people are probably thinking too is so when you, you say you want to be the, the slut and you love the, you know, the, the kind of like the rough sex and the kinky yeah. sex and everything, but take us into the mind frame of that. Is that something where you, you, you know, you like the attention of it? Like what, what makes yeah. you want to do that as opposed to, you uh -huh. know, I don't want to, I don't want to say normal life yeah. sex because, you know, I mean, most people will meet somebody at a bar, they get to know them, they date yeah. a little bit and then they have sex. So what triggers you to just kind of just go into that different realm and different mode where it's like, I just met this dude. And so I'm a, I'm a control freak. You can okay. ask my husband, I'm a type a control freak, but, and so it, that kind of goes into like that dummy headspace. Too. So, like, I love to please. If I had to pick one thing to do for the rest of my life, it would be sucking dick. I love giving blowjobs because I love, A, I love using my mouth, and B, I just love pleasing someone and knowing that I can please my partner like that. So it has to do with the whole pleasure um, sense, and I'd like to get really into that because different people are going to like different things, right? So it's kind of cool to get into that zone where you're like, oh, you really like this. Okay, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this or I'm going to keep doing that. And the fun thing about porn, right, is you were saying in a normal life, quote unquote, you'd go to the bar, you'd have awkward drinks, you'd meet someone. There's no time for awkward BS when you're mm -hmm. in porn. You know, you show up on set, you tell everybody your do's and don'ts, you know, what you like, what you want more of. Um, you shake hands, you sign forms, you're like, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. Now I'm going to suck your dick. Nice to meet you. You know? So it kind of cuts that out, which is nice because at the same time, I feel like my body, self body image, I should say, or self-confidence has gotten so much better being in the industry than it was before I was in the industry because everyone is so much more welcoming of your likes and of who you are because, you know, you're at the bar, you're trying to look your A game, you're trying to get someone. Well, you know, I'm 5'10", 5'11", you know, all natural, 
you know, brunette. Well, maybe the guy that I'm looking at, his type is a blonde, likes implants, or maybe likes a little spinner, right? So now I'm going to get in my head, oh my God, he doesn't like me. He doesn't think I'm cute. Da, 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 da. Whereas porn, you show up, you're like, oh, you're great. I'm so excited. We're going to have this scene together. Da, 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 da. And you already create this level of hype and excitement, you know? Mm-hmm. So at what age did you realize that you were this control you know, freak that just wanted to please people. Hmm. So I consider myself in the realm of things, a late bloomer when it comes to sex. I, so my first relationship technically was with a woman when I was 13, but then the first time I had sex with a man, I was a senior in high school. A lot of people were doing stuff before that. And I didn't start giving blowjobs until I was in college. Um, so I always knew that, you know, I liked sex and I was a sexual person. You know, I was kind of brought up that there's nothing wrong with sex. There was there wasn't, you know, over sexualized things in the house or whatever. But it was, you know, hey, sex is a natural thing. If you're going to go play with yourself, do it behind closed doors. It wasn't anything that you sat down and talked about, but it was still one of those things that like, hey, it's fine. It's natural. Just, you know, go in the bathroom or go in your room. So I was always one to understand like my needs and what I wanted. And I'd say probably when I got to college in high school, I was pretty much a wallflower, three sport athlete, you know, nerdy, didn't get a lot of attention from guys until I graduated high school. Then I had a lot of high school classmates <laughs> hitting me up. But in college, I was getting a lot more attention. And I was like, Oh, okay, like, I guess I am found attractive, or whatever it may be, which is kind of stupid that that's what made me feel better about it. Um, but I was getting a lot more male attention. I was an athlete hanging out with other athletes. And then when I realized like, Ooh, this is fun. And then my reputation kind of got built up to be that person. I think that's how it really started to get fueled. I've always been a type A control freak, but then the pleasure part, you know, kind of came more in college, I'd say. So when you first had the first experience was with a, a girl, mm-hmm. um, did you said you were a late bloomer. So like what in that time frame between your first experience and then senior year in high school, were you ever like subconscious and thinking like, you know, why did I just do that? You know, like what made you, take that break in between and now you've, you know, like what made you hit yeah, that switch? That's a, good, that's a good question. Um, so I really liked that girl when I was 13. Um, you know, we had a decent relationship, you know, for being 13 years old, it was a couple, it was probably a year. Um, and then I got into high school and like I said, I was a three sport athlete. Um, my family was more or less strict in that, you know, you do your homework, you, you aren't out partying. So I wasn't someone to be out partying and, you know, doing the late night sneaking or anything like that. I, you know, to this day, I have the fear in me, you know, if someone says my middle name, but, um, I think it was more just because I had other things that I was doing it on my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was masturbating. I had, you know, boyfriends in between, but it wasn't anything that was ramped up for full sex. Um, I had opportunities to, um, there was one time that I was, I think a freshman in high school and like the hot senior, you know, athlete and I are making out in his car and I'm about to, you know, give him a blowjob. And all of a sudden 
I can't move my head down any further. I'm like, what's going on? Well, he had nipple rings and my hair got like caught in his nipple ring. So that turned me off for a little bit. <laughs> you know? The thought of him having nipple rings would have just, know. you know, it was just like, uh. It's, it's so 90s, 2000s. Yeah. There. You know, the tribal tattoo. <laughs> Please don't uh, tell me he had like a tramp stamp. No, no tramp stamps, tribal, right. you know, cross player, the Jersey life, you know. Yeah. Um, Frosted tip hair and you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Total insane grunge yeah. mix. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm a Backstreet Boy. Girl. Oh, okay. 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 No. <laughs> well, if you were a Backstreet Girl and he was more Backstreet, you probably would have just kept on going down, you know. Yeah, that's so. true. See, that's, that's how true. you knew he was an insinker because it just an stopped. Insinker. That is yeah. so true. Um. So yeah, so it was not like there was too much of a break. I still had like relationships and, you know, was getting hot and heavy when I was like 15, 16, I say like 15, maybe like a sophomore, my best guy friend and I were like, oh, well, maybe we'll do it. And we were just being stupid 15 year olds, like fumbling and like, all right, screw it. Let's just do heavy petting and make out <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, so it's just more that like there wasn't really anything presented or anyone that I was like, eh. Like, you're too hot. I can't help myself. And like I said, in high school, I was more of a wallflower. So it was more that, you so, know, I was kind of made fun of every single day of my life and, and bullied from, I'd say, you know, kindergarten, you know, first grade all the way through senior year of high school. Um, so. So, I mean, with you and this other girl, were you guys like, were you friends or like, was it like a relationship or like, I mean, you're you're young, so it's. I mean, yeah. Um, so she was older. I was 13. She was 17. Um, so I'm guessing so she, she was the aggressor. Yeah. So it was just like mutual. Um, we were both doing um, after school activity and we just also just started happening, you know, and we went down on each other. So and did all, pretty much everything that we could without strapping one on um, as far as, you know, uh, a lesbian relationship would go. So, you know, I it was pretty much a mutual relationship. And then she's 17, 18 years old, then went through is a lot different than 13, 14. So once she, you know, graduated this, you know, after school activity and everything, she then kind of disappeared. And I think her family moved and everything. So I never really kept in contact or talked to her after that. Um, so, yeah, so just like it was an interesting dive into that pool. And, yeah, you know. I mean, for your first, yeah, your first experience, you know. Um, now, fast forward to now, I mean, do you consider yourself to be bisexual? Do you feel like that? Yeah, I, I always hate labels because mm-hmm. different people have different definitions of every word. You know, it doesn't even have to be that word, right? Um, I consider myself to be bisexual because I do love both. I always joke that my kryptonite is a beautiful woman who also loves women. And I'm not saying beautiful in the, you know, the stereotypical sense. I'm, you know, we all find different people attractive. So, um, women are definitely my kryptonite and I'm a lot more, I'll say shy around women and I'll blush a little bit more. I'll be a little more tentative, mostly because I think there's that stereotype of like the drunk bisexual girl, you know, that gets drunk and makes out with another girl just to impress the guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So you always kind of have to be on your guard (laughs) for that too. Um, But I do love, I do love both. Kind of depends what flavor I'm in the mood for, you know? (laughs) Now having such a high sex drive, how do you compose yourself to the point where you, 
I don't know how to even word it. Like, you don't OD and just like, because I mean, you're meeting, he said, guys at the bar or club mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like you're sucking them off or, you know, getting it on in a parking lot and everything. Like, do you have any kind of like a self control and how do you, how do you fuel that? So, I am a mom of two living in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm not, you know, living in Vegas or LA where rocking my, you know, AVN or XBiz or, you know, Sex Panther, all this stuff, OnlyFans. I can't rock that gear and I have all of it and I can't go to the grocery store in that gear. I can't be flaunting that I'm, you know, Aria Kate a lot of the time if I was single or, you know, dating and married without kids. So when I travel, just an example, when I travel and I've you know mentioned this to other people, it's kind of funny because I'll take the early morning flight out. I'll shoot a couple days, just say in Vegas. Okay. So I'm in Vegas a couple days. I'm shooting at least one to two shoots a day. And then I hop on three days later, I hop on the red eye. So I get in around 6am so that I get home as the kids wake up. I take a shower before they're even awake. And I'm making breakfast for them when they get up. So I obviously have to put it on the back burner, um, you know, on a daily basis, too, because I have the two kids. My poor I joke that, you know, my husband, Chris, is my stunt cock, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so that we can continue to have, you know, a good, healthy sex life. Um, Sometimes there are times that I'll come back from a trip where I'm so horned up and I just want more and I want more and I want more Um, from him. And then there are some times that I have OD'd a little bit and I need to hit a reset, you know, and I'll, you know, tell Chris, I'll be like, all right, you know, the kitty cat needs to take a break, but, you know, I'll give you blowjobs <laughs> for a little bit. Just let me take, <laughs> just let me take a breather, you know. So it kind of depends how a, uh, a trip goes to. Sometimes if it's a trip where I feel really good about myself, it's been a high energy, you know, really eventful, really productive. I'm feeling great. I'll come back. There's a lot more chance that I'll come back revving and wanting more versus if it's a trip where maybe the travel wasn't great or it was one of those ones that I had, you know, shoots canceled. I'm going to come home a little bit more like in a funk. Okay. Give me a breather. I need, (laughs) you know, do you think, do you think by being married and having kids though, it kind of prevents the temptation of just, you know, random hookups. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm a monogamous person. This is going to sound funny, but, Outside of porn, my husband and I are monogamous. So we don't do anything really without each other or without the consent of each other. Um, There's that stigma that everyone in the industry, they're swingers, they're fucking everyone, you know, who cares if they're married or not. But my husband and I are, you know, pretty, pretty monogamous. There are times that you know, we'll look at a guy or a girl and I'll be like, ooh, that person's really hot. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, get after it, babe, you know, or vice versa. It's nothing, you know, we wouldn't do anything to just go and, and fuck anyone because we are committed to each other and we do value um, marriage. We're not, you know, open. We don't have an open marriage. We're not swinging. And like I said, if we do anything, it's with people in the industry because I think I've talked to a lot of people in the industry that have been open and been that crazy person in the bar. And we're like, wow, we are so surprised that we didn't catch anything back then. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we were lucky with what we were doing. And now in the industry, you have to be tested and you have to have a clean test. And anyone you shoot with has to have that, you know, that same level. So I'm not going to risk 
being with someone who's then going to mess up what I do for a living. And I don't have the time to be on antibiotics, also being a mom and, you know, being out for the count or having to deal with that, you know, in my medical record. Um, so if we do really do anything, it's usually together and it's with people in the industry who we know have a test and are making safe choices too, you know. Now, if you weren't married and didn't have kids, how do you envision everything would be? Would you still be the same as you were before getting into the business? Or do you feel like you still would have kind of been hmm. more low key? I'd probably st still be doing what I was doing and not being safe about it. Um, so it's kind of a blessing that you, you, you did meet your husband. I mean, yeah, obviously, oh yeah. you know, well, meeting I mean, him. I was, I was always someone that liked being in a relationship, but it was, like I said, it was always hard to find someone that had a, a healthy definition of what a sexual relationship is between two partners. You know, a lot of people you know, judge each other or then you get a bot body issues and then, you know, maybe you don't sync up as far as needs. So I was always someone that I wanted to be in a relationship, but either, you know, the guy and I weren't on this same or the girl and I weren't on this same level as far as needs or not understanding that, you know, having my ass smacked or, you know, choking me a little bit. And it's not, not hardcore, you know, I'm not turning blue in the face, but just a little like roughing around isn't me, you know, telling him to hit me and get aggressive. It's still all out passion. So, you know, I, it's not like I wasn't a fan of relationships. I just, you know, couldn't find, you know, and my husband and I met on Tinder. So <laughs> see dreams and lives can come true on Tinder. You know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I always see all the train wrecks on Tinder oh, and, yeah. you know, someone's like, you need to be more, you know, sophisticated, try Bumble. <laughs> Bumble's just as fucking bad. Yeah, you know, they're all, they're all. It depends. Like I joined because my I got out of a you know a stupid relationship that I thought that we were more committed than uh, we were, and I was like, you know what, fuck it. And my my girlfriend goes, join Tinder, even if you don't meet anyone. It's fun to just swipe, and half of the profiles you you read, and you're like really is someone taking this seriously you didn't get you know? a good laugh out of it yeah. yeah exactly so she's like you'll get a good laugh i was like okay whatever so then i swiped found you know found my husband and we ended up going on a date and as the story goes i was uh coaching peewee lacrosse so the little ones aren't very good with their aim so i had bruises all over my legs from getting whacked with lacrosse balls from little ones but i it was like 90 <laughs> degrees out, so I'm wearing a short sundress, but I got bruises all over my legs. I show up to the bar, and I order a Jack and Ginger. Meanwhile, he's already at the bar drinking a Jack and Ginger, you know. So it's one of those. But then he turns me down. I tried to I tried to suck his dick in the car after the first date, and he's like, no, I want to wait for the, the total package. <laughs> or he's like, he's like, why do you have all these bruises on your legs? Yeah. I was getting slapped with balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like all these things the guy's probably thinking like, all right, yeah. this is like either going to go really awesome or like what yeah. the fuck did I just get myself into? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm always curious too of like the reaction of people like friends, family, when you start doing these type of things. Now you said you had a pretty, you know, laid back family atmosphere, but what about friends? What about these people well, so that... so my parents are actually... So my family's actually very strict. I'm the only... Um, okay. I'm the only person. So we have laid back as far as... Um, 
you know, sex is natural, but it happens between two people who are married in a consensual relationship behind closed doors. Gotcha. Um, I'm the only tattooed person really in my family. Um, you know, my parents are like, leave it to beaver, the cleavers, if you will. (laughs) Um, I lost one of the closest friends to me who was in my, in our wedding. Um, and it's not, like I said, it's not like Aria was a prude beforehand, right? Some of these people, they were the ones going out to the bar with me and they were the ones, you know, going like, Oh, I want that guy. I want that guy too. Or they're the ones getting trashed and I'm bringing home. So it's not like anything really changed. Right. Except mm-hmm. for now I'm getting tested and I'm making money doing what I was already doing, <laughs> you gotcha. know, um, in a safe space. So, yeah, I've lo- I've lost a good amount of friends. Some friends, I only give them breadcrumbs of what I'm doing. A lot of them don't understand. They think I want to steal their man. Um, a lot of my husband's friends don't, you know, their their wives or girlfriends think, oh, well, why, you know, why are you being naked? Like, are you trying to get my, my husband? Are you trying to get my boyfriend? I'm like, why would I want your 10 second Tom husband? I'm pretty good on that one. Thank you. (laughs) But, (laughs) but you know, I always joke. I said, wouldn't you rather him watch me knowing I'm unattainable? You know, like I would never cross that boundary. So wouldn't you him rather watch my porn instead of slipping into the DM of some other girl, you know? So I, we have lost a bunch of our friends. Our relationships have kind of changed with our friends. Most of our friends are very vanilla. Um, so we've been lucky that we have great friends, though, in the industry, too, who either have the same situation or, you know, understand how to balance that or love the fact that he and I are married with kids. So it's definitely hard. You know, I like I said before, I was bullied my entire, you know, school life. And even some of the uh, the bullies that I grew up with took it upon themselves to write my father a note all about what I was doing, which is pretty fucked up at the age of 30, that that's what you're doing with your life. Um, and my relationship with my father hasn't been the same. He's the only one that knows. And I yes or no sirred him. And he's like, you're going to quit. Right. And I just had the fear in me. Um, so right now, you know, it's close to the chest as far as family members knowing anything they really don't um at all they think i'm still you know staying at home being a mom maybe working here and there uh with temp stuff or whatever it may be but besides our fan our our friends knowing you know what they need to know if you will (laughs) that's the extent of it and it kind of sucks that you have to choose something like that you know and if you're really your friend why does it matter Exactly. Now, what is what is the best thing about being in a business and what's something that you just you dread about being in the business? <laughs> so, as I said, I'm a type A control freak. There is a lot of flaking and a lot of people that don't understand how to respond to emails or messages or. I apologize I, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Or even scheduling, you know, I... And I apologize for that, too. (laughs) Especially being a mom, right? Or if I'm traveling, I schedule my time out because I have childcare. I have, you know, trying to balance all of that stuff. And it's also a respective time. So um, there are lots of cases that flakiness or just not, you know, coming through with scheduling that gets to me. So there's the thorn before the rose. But honestly, I have met so many amazing people in this industry. I have been very blessed. You know, you hear horror stories, but 
um, I'm sure you've seen, you know, one of my tweets, I, I joke that if you email with me or text with me, I come off a bit blunt and almost bitchy, but I like to come off that way so that you know expectations and so that we're on the same page or whatever. Um, but I have met some great people and I've, you know, had the opportunity and the pleasure of working with amazing people. Um, there are people that I could not see living without, um, who I've met because of this industry. And I've, it's really a blessing. And honestly, I, before I had kids, I was a size zero six pack, you know, athlete. Um, and after having kids, I was kind of in a dark place. I didn't know how I felt about my body. I, you know, the whole beauty and the beast, I had the mirrors covered, <laughs> you know, wouldn't look in the mirror, didn't know how I felt about myself. And honestly, my, you know, I was self-conscious and there are so many people that love you for who you are in this industry, whether it be fans or uh, coworkers. And it's really, I really love it. Now, being a mother, do you have any fears of what may come on down the line, children seeing what you do, knowing what you do? And yeah, have you course. put any thought into how you're going to combat that? 100%. So uh, usually the shaming from anyone online always comes from that. You're a mother. How dare you? They're going to be bullied. You're a piece of shit. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, actually, before I got into the industry, I was a sex ed teacher, kinesiologist, phys ed teacher, coach, health ed teacher. Um, so the first thing that I want to do is obviously talk about yes means yes, no means no. And your body is your temple, right? There's nothing that I'm doing that I didn't say yes to. And the idea of mommy and daddy sat down, right? I'm not cheating on daddy. I'm not doing anything harmful to our relationship or my body. Um, it also wasn't my first experience of sex. I knew what I wanted, whether it was self-exploration, masturbation, finding the right partner in the beginning, or... You know, honestly, my first time was not good telling them, you know, hey, I made a silly mistake for my first time, you know, and I regret it. But now I know what I want. I'm with daddy. I'm in a healthy relationship and I'm not seeking porn as being an outlet for where I get sex and love. Right. Um, and yes, there's going to be that. Oh, my gosh, it's all over the place. My friends see it. Da, 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 you know, Um but I'm not going to cross that bridge until it's appropriate. I have my children are under five years old, <laughs> so I have a little bit of time. But we're going to talk more about, you know, consent. Your body is your temple. And, you know, we made this decision together. Yeah, I mean, right now they're only thinking probably about like Baby Shark and like, you know, cartoons yeah. and, you know, yeah, all that exactly. stuff. Yeah, so. being a superhero, getting the bad guys, you know. <laughs> so you mentioned about like having consent and doing what you feel comfortable with doing. Mm -hmm. Tell us about a time. Have you ever been put in a position where you were asked to do something or something you didn't feel comfortable doing? And I mean, you, you're pretty ballsy. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it being an issue where you felt like pressured, but what is some of the things that are like on a no list for you? Um, I don't do anal and I've got a lot of fans that badger me for that. Um, but I personally like to eat. How do you not, so. how do you badger somebody for not doing I anal? I know. Well, like, this is such a big thing. They're like, you don't do anal. When are you going to do anal? How, da -da -da. how dare you call yourself the greediest slut and you don't I do know. anal? Well, I always say that my mouth and pussy are greedy enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I don't do it because I joke that I like to eat and I don't want to <laughs> be dealing with that. I like a good Jersey pizza, okay? I am not giving up Jersey pizza or Taco Tuesday for an <laughs> anal schedule, okay? Um, but, you know, I've been on set before where a co-star wants to fuck while the cameras are down, which is fine. Like, it's in between. It's hard, right? You have a stop and go and you got to say you know, in it, you got to stay hard. It's a lot harder for guys and everything. However, he didn't really know. And I'm like, Hey dude, like I have no problem sucking your dick, but I'm not going to fuck you for 20 minutes while they redo the cameras, you know? And Mm -hmm. there's ways to, to nicely say it because majority of the time it's more a misunderstanding or someone just doesn't know. So it's important to just reassert yourself and be like, Hey, Hey dude, like no problems. Like, Hey, let me just suck your dick. Okay. You know, just redirection, you know, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. If it's someone that's pressuring you, obviously that's a totally different story. Um, you know, there's, there's horror stories about, you know, photographers or people that are like, yeah, you know, I'll give you this portfolio for free. And then they're expecting sexual favors and you're like, Hey, that's not what I do. You know? So a lot of times I'll just pay photographers or whatever it may be. So, you know, I'm paying you for your time. There's no shenanigans. Um, because of some of those horror stories. Um, in my personal life, I had an, I'm sure you've seen the, uh, the movie American Psycho mm-hmm. with Christian Bale. And as he's fucking the girl, you know, he's flexing in the mirror and looking at himself. And I had a, uh, an ex, I wouldn't even call him an ex. I'd just say an ex fuck that was really into doing that too, was really into himself, too many Jersey roids. And when he felt when he felt like it, he would just pin me down and be like, oh, we're going to do anal today. And I'm like, no, I don't do anal. And he, you know, and he would just decide, "Okay, sorry, we're doing anal today. And it's not. And he was a very well endowed, to put it gently. And it's that something like that hasn't turned me off from anal. I'm not turned off from anal. I just won't do porn anal Mm -hmm. (laughs) because porn anal is not real life anal. <laughs> yeah, like you said. Let's just, let's just get that clear, okay? <laughs> Taco Tuesdays turns into wishy didn't ask for anal Wednesday, you know, and exactly. it's Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Um so I got a couple f- fan questions here that yeah. uh cuz people were like blow me up and you've seen them on Twitter, people were like when is this podcast going to drop and they're yeah, DMing me okay. asking Woo-hoo. me. Yeah, yeah, asking me all so many uh wild and crazy questions and the great thing about it is I have repeat listeners, which shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. We appreciate you listening and subscribing. Um, and you get a lot of the same questions, but it's cool because everybody has different answers to different it. Different answers. Yeah. yeah so um, what is the perfect uh, scene scenario wise? Like if you're directing, like what is the ultimate That's scene? That's so for you? hard. That's so hard. Um, do you mean genre wise or feel or day in the life of, you know, that's a pretty broad question. I mean, I guess like if you had to pick the scene, the location, talent. So my, so my fantasy, um, I've, I know I've posted it on Twitter and everywhere else. My fantasy is a hockey themed gangbang. That's what I want. And everybody has to use hockey puns. That's my dream scene. Okay. I want everyone to say that they're doing me in the five hole. They're putting me in the boards. Hi, yeah. dicking. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> give me a little hook, you know, Yes. like all of that. That's my, my fantasy. Honestly, everybody's showing up on time <laughs> um, <laughs> and just high energy. The great thing about this industry is 
you can walk on set and the person may not be your type, right? Because we all have different types in real life and you're going to show up on set and maybe your co-star isn't your type if you went to a bar, right? But if someone has high energy, that right there, I'm ready to rumble. Uh, the first time I ever met Sarah St. Clair, I was nervous. I knew who she was. It was still my amateur days. I'm doing a boy, girl, girl with her. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Sarah St. Clair. Like, this is my first boy, girl, girl. Da, 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 da. And we're, you know, we're getting dressed. We're getting changed. She up and downs me and goes, oh, my God, you are so fucking hot. I am going to lick the hell out of your pussy. And that, <laughs> that statement right there, I was like, oh, my God, I love you. It's a silly statement. It's ballsy. And it just makes you go oh my God, we're going to have so much fun, you know, <laughs> nice to meet you, you know? So I, I think that high energy scenes are really the best, also efficient ones. There's no reason um, to spend three hours on photos, <laughs> you know, or three hours on a, on a 15 minute scene, you know, being efficient, obviously there are, you know, technical difficulties, whether it be a camera or a co-star or just, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but High energy and efficiency is always the best. And if it's a hockey gangbang, I love it even more. And I can attest, <laughs> I can attest the nervousness when it comes to meeting Sarah St. Cloud, Claire. Yeah. I mean, because I just, I, I mean, I'm nervous even talking about it. Like when I got to interview her in yeah. person, you know, we were, I, I saw her in New Orleans. Yeah. And I don't know if you've That's ever like been. That's like her home. That's like yes. her home. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. like she calls like the places like Whore Island or something. Yeah, I don't know what she course. calls it. Of course. And yeah. we're doing. A live in person face to face podcast interview, and like she's just like showing me her tits, and I'm just like, I mean, if you go back and you listen to that episode of the podcast, like you actually hear me going, I'm like, oh, and there are her tits. Okay, yeah. so what the fuck was I just asking you? Like it was yeah. just, it was such a total distraction. Yeah, and... it's funny because she and I are like now best friends too. Oh, she's the best. I yeah. fucking love her. Yeah, um, so much fun. Is there people that you want to work with in the business that you haven't yet? I mean, because you've only I been mean, in it for a short while. I so. mean, that list, that list is huge. And I feel like it's always evolving. Um, I would love to work with my friends, too. Like, I love Lexi Luna. She's so hot. We've done stuff together, but I would love to be in a scene with her. I'd love to be in a, in a scene with Rebel Lynn, who's also another friend of mine, Jillian Jansen. Um, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Sherry DeVille, she's another badass who's just always on point. Um, Dredd and I did some content together. I would love to be in a shoot with him. Um, people I haven't been with, um, John John, Rico Strong. I mean, it depends what day it is, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, you know, I would love to try some mainstream Mm -hmm. um, uh, be on some mainstream sets, but you know, it depends. Obviously, you know, porn is not equal employment opportunities, right? Because <laughs> like I said before, they may be looking for a blonde spinner, you know, they may be looking for Sarah St. Clair and they're not going to pick me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, unless but, you tell them it's a two for one deal. I mean, which we did last time we were in LA, we did the MILF VR scene, which just came out. So if you want to see the hottest scene in the entire world, and you have a VR headset, you want to download our scene for MILF VR. It is so hot because it's just the two of us. We love being greedy sluts. And then we're having fun together with a guy. It was honest. It was flawless. It was genuine. We just have so much fun. And we're going to be out in L.A. again together in the beginning of August. So 
can book us together. <laughs> now, it was funny that you say that because one of the questions that I got from a fan wanted to know, do you ever do the whole fuck a fan thing? And I think you kind of already answered all that, but what is your thoughts on people that do do that? Um, so like I said before, it's really important to be safe, right? Because when we walk on set and we show each other our tests, uh, the best way I can describe it to people that don't understand is, you know, when you have your transit app, right, for New Jersey Transit or whatever transit you may have, and you mm-hmm. pull it up and there's that QR code and it countdown, it shows that it's live and you can scan the QR code and all that stuff. That's what our testing looks like. I scan my co-star's QR code. It's live. It shows me that they haven't forged it the whole nine. However, if they did something shady the night before, that's not going to be on their report, right? So it's really important that if you're going to do a fuck a fan or anything like that, that you ask your fans to be tested. Um, You know, once in a while, I'll do a promo um, with New Jersey Exotica coming up, I'll do it for my New Jersey Exotica fans. Um, you know, the fuck a fan, but I do a, a blowjob for a fan, you know, promo, but you know, you have to be tested. It has to be, you know, it has to be consent. There's a lot of things that go into doing it legally, you know, mm-hmm. um, and everything. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, do brothels and all that stuff. So it's just really important that, that you're you're tested and that you're making safe choices about it. I mean, you can fuck whoever you want, but as long as it's not affecting a co-star, you know, have at it. Yeah, you can't you can't fuck around with money. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, how much longer do you see yourself in the business? I mean, you haven't been in it long, but where's the time frame for you? Yeah, so I'm 32. How old am I now? I'm 32 now. 31. Uh, Remember, we don't count 2020. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Okay, so I'm 31. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I would love to do this for at least another 10 years. Um, I see, you know, I'm a hustler. I'm going to be a hustler until the day I die. And hey, if you want to keep shooting me until the day I die, that's fine with me. I joke that the way I want to die is I want to die fucking my husband and the poor AMT kid has to take my old rigor mortis naked body off of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I will be fucking till the day I die and hopefully the day I die. Um, so I, I see my, you know, I'm not in it for a minute. I can see myself being in the industry for life. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, the Internet is for life. Yes, it is. <laughs> just because just because you stop or you ask someone to take it down, they don't, you know, you sign paperwork, like I said, consent paperwork that they get to put it up. So it doesn't come down and the internet is forever. Um, and I, you know, I weighed that talking about, you know, what am I going to tell my kids? I took that into account that the internet is forever. If I'm going to show my face, I have to be 100% in this. Um, so I am in it until they no longer want me in it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what have hobbies and likes do you have outside of doing the adult stuff? Okay, so obviously I'm a mom of two, so the majority of my time is spent, you know, keeping two little ones entertained. We have some great hiking where I am, so I love to go hiking. Um, I was a D1 runner, so I love going for runs, no matter what time it is. I can always put in my earbuds and go for a run. Um, I like honestly experiencing new things. I love animals, love horse, horseback riding. Um, 
you know, I really like being in nature and being outside. That's, I'm going to say my biggest thing, uh, maybe stumbling upon a new book and everyone laughs at me, but writing lists actually helps me unwind at the end of the day. And that just speaks to how type A I am. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I tell people yeah. all the time, people laugh at me, but I love organizing things. Yeah. Which is probably funny because some people would say that I'm unorganized, but like yeah. I love it's really weird. I tell people I can't go into like these office supply stores because Oh my gosh, I it's so bad. Yeah, I'm like check. Yes, I'm like that pen, I need that color. Oh my gosh, that one has what? With me, it's like I need that container. I need that tote. I need that binder. Like I just feel like I just love putting things like in containers. And I don't yep. I don't know where I got that from, but I just yeah. you know like I, said, I people... wish I could do that at my house with two kids who just dump everything out of a toy box <laughs> so my house looks like, you know, two Tasmanian devils have gone through, which is pretty accurate. Um <laughs> They tend to do that at that age, you know. Yep. <laughs> so again, you talked about the different um things that you enjoy doing. Another fan wanted to know what kind of music are you into? <sighs> That's hard. Because it depends, once again, depends on my mood. One thing that I can put on no matter what my mood is, is the old school Evanescence album with like Bring Me to Life and all that stuff. That's one thing. Uh, the last concert I went to was an August Burns Red Killswitch Engage um, one. So I do love, you know, hard rock and metal. My husband likes more of the harder metal. I always say I need to be able to sing to the music I listen to. <laughs> um but then there are times that I need some wet ass pussy in my playlist life. You know, like if I'm trying to feel sexy, I need some club music. I need give me some pony by genuine. Give me some throwbacks. Um, mm-hmm. So my playlist is pretty diverse. Um, the one thing that I really can't get into, and I'm sorry, I'm going to alienate so many of my southern it's country music i can't do country <laughs> i i really can't it's fine so i take that back me i grew up loving music i used to sing i love going to live shows i love going to even if it's a coffee shop you know open mic night i love that kind of a thing so if i'm going i've you know i've seen the zach brown band and everything live at pnc um, and the one song I knew, which I thought I knew, I was like, oh, my God, I know this song. And they were covering Metallica. That's how <laughs> much I know. Well, you did know the song. Country. I was like, I know this. Oh, my God, I know it. And they're like, oh, wait, nope, it's Metallica. They're covering Metallica. <laughs> I don't know. But if it's live, I like to appreciate the musician, right, and the music and all of that stuff. It's not something I'm going to put on my radio. Gotcha. You know. I mean, I mean, there's some acts. I like Florida Georgia Line. I like a lot yeah, of their oh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there they're are little, some stuff like that gets you going. School. You know, I yeah. can't do I can't do the old school country. Uh-huh. Um, but like I said, if it was live and I'm, you know, in the moment, it's outside. You see the fireflies around you. Well, then you can't. How could you not get into the moment? You know. Yeah. I feel like I can only do old school country like that if I'm somewhere where like you're in the south somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when I was, you have to have have some moonshine in your hand, and (laughs) you got to be lost in a cornfield. Yeah, like I felt like when I was visiting Memphis a couple years ago, like I felt like, yeah, this is like the perfect opportunity for some like Merle Hager and like Hank Williams and like you know what I mean. Like you just feel like, yeah, (laughs) when when in Rome, do what the Romans do. You know what I mean? So, um, what is uh going through some more of these questions here. And I, first off, I have to apologize. I always apologize. I can't get through everybody's questions because I would just be here forever. Forever, But yeah, yeah forever and ever, forever, ever. Um, 
what uh, celebrity crushes? Uh, so give me some Marky Mark. Love Marky Mark. Love David Beckham. Tom Hardy when he was in, I don't know if you remember the movie Warrior. Mm-hmm. With, you know, where he's the, the MMA fighter. Who that, you know, how you catch a bear with traps. That's how you catch a bear. With those <laughs> traps. He had, oh, mama. Um, I love uh, Ruby Rose for a girl. Um, she's just so hot. Um, I do like tattoos. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I like a good fit tattooed individual. <laughs> All right. So I think um, those are my, yeah. Now, what's uh, something that people would be shocked to know about you? I mean, you're a woman of mystery, but what be what something you think would really um, shock so some, people? So something that you know I've said before. So like true fans wouldn't be shocked by this, but I was on the men's wrestling team in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. And I also don't do roller coasters. Really? Why? Is yeah, that? I have I have a need for speed. Like I love Formula One racing. I like racing cars. I just it's the control thing. I can't do the loop de loops. Like I'm horrible on planes because of that same thing, the control and the stomach drops. I can't do roller coasters. And I'm not really one to like chocolate. I'm probably the only girl that doesn't like ice cream and chocolate. Really? See, now yeah. I can get the whole roller coaster thing because I get motion sickness. Yeah. Like I have right. really bad motion sickness, yeah. like to the point where it's like sometimes even like driving in a car oh, with God. somebody. Five, five minutes into the drive, I'm already sick. Yeah. I'm like, can someone <laughs> crack a window? Can I get some yeah. air back here? Like even on planes, I'm like telling people next to me, like, I hope it doesn't bother you, but I need to open this vent and have the air blowing on me because yeah. if not, I'm going to throw the fuck up on you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I can totally dig the roller coaster thing, the chocolate thing. Oh man, that's gonna be that's tough. It that's has to tough. be like so. The one chocolate that I can do is almond butter crunch. I don't know if you have any idea what that is, but it's like an almond. I think it has coffee. almonds and yeah, it's butter like an crunch. <laughs> I think it's self-explanatory, but I think yeah, I, yeah, I think exactly. I know. I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. It's like an old school candy, <laughs> you know. Uh, what's what's something that you love about living and being from New Jersey? You don't fuck with us? No. Um, (laughs) It's true, though. You know, I feel like everyone that a lot of people that I've bonded with in the Jersey, I'm like, oh, you're an East Coaster. That's why. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I do love that you can you really have everything in New Jersey. I can go hiking in the mountains. I have lakes. I have the beach. I have the hot summers. I have the cold, snowy winters. Um, Our school systems, which a lot of people don't. You know, when I went to college, you know, Ivy League D1, they're like, oh, what private school did you go to? And I'm like, I didn't need to go private, you know, because our public schools are so amazing in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, and the standards we have, um, or at least they were good. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's debatable. Yeah, they were good, you know, growing up. Um, so, you know, a lot of people take a lot of what we have for granted. I mean, we can go to the city. We have live music. You know, you really have anything that you could possibly think of our cuisine you know you can't get a better pizza or bagel than in new jersey and new yorkers you can fight me for i don't fucking care (laughs) (laughs) um so i it's just everything that you could want is really at our fingertips and you know you kind of take it for granted when you're growing up and then you have a bigger appreciation especially when you travel I always tell people I love having four different seasons. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, although I'm a, I'm more of a fall because I was born in the fall. I'm more of a fall okay. and spring guy. Yeah. But I love the fact I love 
you know, the, the nice little snowfall. I love, you know, summer, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how I would react being in some state or city where it's like winter all year or summer yeah. all year. Like, I feel like it would seem cool at first, but then it would get played and out he, so yeah. quick. You know. I joke that I'm like Kevin from Home Alone. I need it to snow on Christmas. Like I need a Christmas tree and I need it to snow. Let's be honest. We usually <laughs> you know? get rain. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Lately, it's just been rain. And I'm a, I'm a spring baby, too. So I do prefer the more mild temperatures. Uh-huh. Um, I melt very easily. So right now, this heat and humidity is not my friend, especially because <laughs> I have that crazy Farrah Fawcett beach waves, you know, uh-huh. everyone calls me like Brooke Shields from the 90s. And I get that hair too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll do three or four more of these questions here. Favorite positions. I love doggy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really love doggy. I, I know everybody loves missionary for cream pies. I could do without missionary. Um, I love being on top. Once again, it's being in charge and I love being on my knees. <laughs> and we thank you for that every day. You know? <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see one of these real good ones here. Well, this one I, I kind of like too. Um, so we, we talked about your likes and dislikes and mm-hmm. one guy wants to know, like, what attracts you guy wise? Like you say you meet guys at bars. So the guy was like, what is the, the worst pickup line you ever heard? And what, does a guy or a girl have to do to get your attention? Worst pickup line. Who? I mean, there are so many horrible pickup lines, but sometimes if someone tries and they try that worst pickup line, you can't help but be like, oh, yeah. Um, like, is I it a legit the, bad pickup line or yeah. is it like they're trying hate, to be funny? I hate, the, I hate the whole like, don't I know you? Like, no, you don't. You don't fucking you know saw me. my if videos. You know, if you want to know me, <laughs> ask to know me. You know, or say hi, buy me a drink that's not roofied. You know, like, let's have a good time. You know, um, one of my favorite pickup lines ended up having, he's now like one of my good friends. Um, he's like, hey, baby, I've got the dictionary tattooed on my dick. Why don't you come over here so I can put some words in your mouth? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking horrible, but I love it. Like, <laughs> who says this shit? <laughs> you know, um, so Honest, like I said before, when you asked me about my perfect scene, energy, honestly, energy is the biggest thing. You know, a lot of people think that I would say the stereotypical tall, dark and handsome, which my husband is. Um, but especially being five, you know, 11, it's kind of hard to find height sometimes. But it's energy. You know, if you have that chemistry, I think that goes a long way. If I had to just go based on type hell yeah i like someone that's going to be taller than me or be happy with me wearing my six inch heels when i'm already 5 11 and you know some nice tattoo to sleeves doesn't hurt <laughs> there you have it so the guys that keep hitting me up and it's funny because i usually have the same and i don't want to put them on blast because i feel bad but the one guy who always dms me and he'll know when he hears this the one guy that's always like ask her like how i can get her number ask her like if she you know we can meet up i'm like yeah if you want my number you can go on my sext panther you go on my twitter <laughs> aria k triple x all of my links are right there you subscribe to my only fans i also have promos where i give my fans or whoever wants it my real phone number and if you went on all of my pages you could totally find that see there you go so you probably just need to do more research than begging me like I don't... exactly just go yeah. uh, you know best thing you can do for anyone in the industry if you want to get their attention send them a gift from 
a couple gifts from their wish list or tip them before you want to chat. So he was like, Hey, I value your time. I know this is your full-time job or whatever it might be. Subscribe to their OnlyFans, tip them for your time and be like, Hey, do you give out your real number? Hey, can I meet you? No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you got all these cool gifts and tips and, yeah. you know, However, the cool thing about me is I appreciate all of the tips and the gifts that I get and any gifts that any fan ever sends me. I always send a thank you video back of me unboxing it wearing it or using it or if for some reason i i feel bad and i didn't have the time or don't have the time to send a thank you gift if it happens to be an outfit um i'll send them a scene that i did wearing the outfit or if it happens to be equipment which we always need but people take for granted because they always want to buy the lacy thing i'd be like hey look at this cool video i took with this new light you got me or the new camera or if it's a big item, you know, I need a new laptop or whatever. Hey, you get my content for the next six months or whatever it may be, you know. So I try to say thank you to my fans as much as I can. And we all know that you appreciate the tips, but I, I have a feeling you're more than just a tip. Um, I'm more yeah. than just a tip. I mean, yeah. I have a pretty shallow G spot. So all you got to do is just give me the tip and I'll be a happy girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to make sure we send out some MMB gear to you so that you can uh, yeah, have definitely. that. Now, let everybody know where they can find you at online. You mentioned the OnlyFans. So we want to make sure people are, if they are tipping, which you should, I highly encourage that, they're tipping the right people. Yeah, of course. Um, I always put everything on my sites, too, and I verify everything. So the first place you can go to is my Twitter. It's X. That is my only Twitter. And right on my pinned tweet, I have my link that has everything. But first, I'm going to spell my name because I know no one can spell it properly. It's A-R-I-A-K-H-A-I-D-E, and that's triple X is my Twitter. X-O, Aria Cade is my Instagram. OnlyFans is just nice and easy. It's just Aria Cade. Um, Sex Panther 2, you can find me if you want to chat with me. Um, I do customs and everything. So, I mean, really, all you have to do is Google. You can find me on many vids. You can find me on Pornhub. But the easiest places to get a hold of me really are Twitter, OnlyFans, and Sex Panther. And you can always continue to follow at Mixmaster B and MMB Radio, as I'll be sending out links as well. Now, you are going to be at Exotica, correct? I am. I'm a Jersey girl. Got to represent. As long as they don't do anything stupid um, as far as entry goes or they cancel it because you know it's jersey why wouldn't they cancel our fun yeah um i i will i will be there um with bells on or off i was gonna <laughs> say what naked. can ex what, for people who have never been to an exotica like what can mm -hmm. they expect when they go there to see you um i love new jersey's energy it is always the highest energy it's the best party i always say that you know the west coast and a lot of these places that exotica goes to they have you know vegas or they have porn capital they have strip club capital this is really the only thing of its kind on the east coast so you get people from all over so it's high energy it's a big party and when you meet me you're getting the true me i don't have time to fake anything personally um, i love meeting fans i'm high energy i want to meet you i want to take pictures with you i love signing autographs um, and I just love having a blast. Even if you see me, I could be at your hotel bar. You never know after the expo and, and come say hi to me. And I love having fun with the outfits too, because the New Jersey Exotica is close to Halloween. Last year I did a slutty bell lingerie set. Um, Exotica does have rules about having 
certain bits covered. So I try to play with that fine line as much as I possibly can. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just, I love meeting everyone that comes out and it's always fun because sometimes you see new faces and sometimes you see faces that you've seen before or fans that you've talked to on Twitter and, Oh, now we get to meet in person. This is great. You know? So it's always a blast. Well, I hope to be one of those people that we actually get to meet face to face and do yes, a follow up interview. Um, yes. I just want to say it's been awesome having you on. Oh, it's, so much. I had a blast. it's awesome talking to somebody who has the same accent as me, um, <laughs> where people don't think that, you know, I'm weird or different because I got a Jersey accent. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't hear it, but people tell me they do. So it is what it is. Um, but it's been awesome having you on. And it's 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 just great seeing, like again, someone local, but just in general, seeing somebody start off and just witnessing what they've done from the first days up until now, and just watching that whole process you know, it's just I tell people all the time, it's like sports when I see somebody yeah. get drafted and then you watch their whole entire career and then they retire and then they go into like their Hall of Fame. So it's like I'm waiting for the day that like eventually, you know, AVN Hall of Fame, you know, all these awards. I'm just I'm here for the ride. And it's been awesome talking to you. I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Take care. You too. Hi there. This is Aria Cade, the greediest slut you will ever meet. And I'm on MMB radio and I can't wait to be extra greedy with you.